It's time for America's most unique motorsports show, Mostly Motorsports with Scott Trailer, brought to you by Lucas Oil Products. It works. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Mostly Motorsports. I'm Scott Trailer. It's all brought to you by Lucas Oil Products. It works. And uh, we got a lot going on today. Trenton Barry is going to join us from RacingDirt.com. We're going to talk a little bit about the Gateway Nationals and USMTS. Um, Dustin Sorensen picked up the USMTS championship this year. He won five features and had 25 top five finishes in 38 starts this year. But um, sad news today. Again, we have to start the show off with some sad news, Kirk. And we just found out that Greg Cazzo uh, from Lucas Oil Productions has passed away. That is sad news. I, I, I saw Greg at the PRI show this last weekend and uh, had a, a, a moment with him and just hung out with him just for a second. And uh, did a little fist bump, shook hands, and uh, yeah, sad news about Greg. He was a he was a special guy, wasn't he, Kurt? I am absolutely devastated. Right. Scott. I mean, he I saw him everywhere. Right. <laughs> you know, he was down at the Chili Bowl every year. We saw him at Lucas Hole Speedway, Knoxville, right? NHRA events. I mean, he was everywhere. Just a couple of weeks ago, he did the command to start engines for one of the races on the NASCAR final weekend down at Phoenix. Right. And it just, uh, it's heartbreaking to hear this news. He was the life and energy of Lucas Oil, Mav TV, wore that red hat, and was just a bundle of energy everywhere he went. Yeah, no doubt about it. Well, it's uh, it's sad to hear um, that uh, Greg has passed away. Um, a good guy, man. And always, always reached out. Always treated the racing boys with respect, yeah. didn't he, Todd? Uh, every time we ever talked to him, he was always um, just as polite as could be to the racing boys, wasn't he? O- always, always, always. And and they they had a lot of mer- you know back in the beginning early days they had a lot of merchandise right that they would hand out you know and shoot and, t-shirts in the and stands. shoot t-shirts and a lot of the head things that you'd see me wear those mad right. tv head thing and um we'd keep an eye on our we have i was right there behind the little in the media and we keep an eye on his stuff that right. people wouldn't and you know we so we got to know him quite a bit over the over the years and yeah one of the most personable guys that you'll meet obviously with his you know his profession um you're gonna have to be one of those outgoing guys anyway but right but he was not just that way in front of the camera or out there in front of the crowd. He was that was him. That was him, and uh, always had that giant smile. You know when you would when you would talk to him. And the other thing I always remembered is, you know when he, you would bump into him at other places, but you would go, "That's that guy from." Right. And then you go, "Oh, that's Greg Cazzo." <laughs> I mean, right. I bumped into him at a Kansas City Royals game here right after the Royals, the year after the Royals won the World Series. They were him and his team, whatever they do. Were Lucas in, was doing a deal out he, there. They were, he was doing a thing, and it was some kind of promotional deal for something. And they just not out at Royal Stadium. That was just their night out, and bumped, right. bumped into him. And yeah, super nice guy, man. Super nice guy. And sad, sad to hear that. You know what else? He took care of all the, the breast cancer night, and he wore the pink hat. 
Right. And he was a big supporter in that. If you if you go through some of his breast posts, cancer awareness, he was a mm-hmm. big uh, 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 supporter of breast cancer awareness on this thing. So sad to see that. He did so much for a lot of charitable causes, and was just so giving in a lot of different ways. And I, man, you could you never knew where you might run into him. Right. He, he'd be everywhere. Right. Literally. Well. It, it, it's pretty sad to hear the passing of him, to be honest with you. Man, it's, it's been a tough year, hasn't it, Kurt? Oh, my God. Yeah. It's just been horrible. Then uh, we see the the former Texas Tech coach, Washington State, and Mississippi State coach Mike Leach. We heard of his passing this morning as well. So, yeah, it's a bit, this has been coming in a lot of waves here. Too much uh, to deal with here lately. Yeah, no doubt about it. And... Um, and our old buddy Dave Tyson yep. passing away. Yeah, here. we're still we're still devastated by that loss. Right, no doubt so, about it. So uh, yeah, it's it's been a tough time. Mm. And all just all the best to the families involved, and the people who were so close to Greg Cazzo and everybody that uh, we've lost here over the last couple right. two three years. It seems like we've lost a lot of people. It, it, it doesn't get any easier. You know, it, it's funny, Kirk. You know, I, I, I always say this. You know, I never had a birthday ever bother me my entire life. I'm with you. I've, I've never and and, and the only birthday that has ever bothered me in my entire life is when I turned 60 years old. Really? And, I you know, and I, I, I think that's because... When you get to 60, gosh, I hate to say it, but you know the end is near, right? Seriously. Well, when you get to be 65, then you'll be on Medicare like me. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I'm not worried about Medicare. I'm just worried about surviving, right? But uh, it, is anybody else, what what birthday has bothered, has a, any birthday ever bothered you, Kurt? Not really. I, I've never been bothered. Even at 60, I, I wasn't bothered by it. Mm. I'm just happy to make, to me, it's celebratory to make it to these ages, you know, because right. when I was younger, I, I wasn't sure I'd ever live to be mm-hmm. this old. I don't think I ever expected to make it this long. I don't know. I never thought about it that much. Maurice, I really never thought about it. Marie says, wait till you hit 71. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, I hope I make it that far. Me too. Me too. Yeah. Like I said, I'm, 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 my my birth my roughest birthday was the one I had during the middle of my your cancer chemo, chemo and radiation and yeah. stuff. That was a, how old were you then, Todd? I I, I don't, I've been it, I couldn't tell you. I'd have to go back and look at it because I kind of forgot all those. But it's been about ten, eleven, twelve. So I was with you guys ten years, so almost. 15 years now, maybe. You had it right before you started working yeah, with I, us, I've right? been clear about a year or so with, mm-hmm. after I started working with you guys. Back trying to get maybe a year and a half, but that was a rough one because I kept thinking, this might be it. This might be right. my this might be my last one. And, you know, hadn't seen a lot of things yet. You know, my mom had just passed not too long before that, and here I was dealing with severe. You've gone 10 or 12 years now, right? Yeah, Todd? almost 13, 14, 13, maybe. You know, man, maybe that's, 13. That's you awesome. are the Todd. ultimate survivor, Todd. Right, not, no not doubt about it. But yeah, that like you said, when you get these birthdays, man, they'll they'll sneak up on you, and you're you're clicking them off right and left when you're an old man. I don't know how they go so fast when you get up 
to the right. older. <laughs> right? Right. When you're young, they just don't go as fast. You know, I, I've, I've been dealing with some blood pressure problems here lately. Well, take care of yourself, my yeah. man. Yeah. Uh, as you know, Kirk. I, so just so you know, um, I, I, I'm going through uh, a thyroid treatment. It's called Tepezo. I don't know if anybody's ever heard of this Tepezo treatment. And um, it, it, it's an IV drip, and you have to do it every three weeks. And it drives your blood pressure up. And my blood pressure's been up here recently quite a bit. Um, and I, I sit here and I worry about stroking out. Well, gosh, we don't want you to do that. No, we don't want that to happen. Man, oh, man. Right? So, anyway, um, Marie says, um, none, I will be 72 in April. As long as I can make it to the dirt track, I'm good. Congratulations, Marie. Really? That is unbelievable. That's cool. That's awesome. Yeah, that's great, man. I hope I can make it till I'm 70. Oh, man. This this news about Cos man just is that that yeah, that's I saw it last really night from with. one of the people she, really he worked with you know with. Samantha Flannery and I was it, I was like nah I didn't want to read that you, you know what people need to do more of they need to just make sure you know uh, uh, not enough people go to the doctor often enough yeah, I just had my complete physical and blood work. Just this last week, and got my results back. Everything, right? All even my PSAs, all my, you know, precancerous screening stuff. All that was all next. So go and do it. Get your colon. Kirk just had his colonoscopy. Yeah, we all we all go to the doctor. Todd, Todd took me to my colonoscopy here. Taking him to all th- all three of them. All of them. All three of them. You've, You've taken him to every last, one of them mm-hmm. for the last what? 50, almost 10, 15 years, 12 years. So to be, Whatever. you know, every five years, uh-huh. Todd, Todd's there to help me out. <laughs> right. So, uh, maybe I have anyway, been we all go to the, we all go to the doctor and get checked up. I yeah. went every six months, get everything checked out, blood yeah. work done. So I think I highly recommend everybody do that. Well, I go to the doctor every three months to get my blood work done. Yep. So yeah. you do that. So yeah. just get in to the doctor, get yourself checked out. Make sure that your blood pressure is in line and, you know, take care of yourself. Everybody, all the people who listen to this show are our friends. Right. And we want everybody yeah. to be well and just take care of yourself. We went, we just don't want anything to happen to anybody yeah. though, we that we're, you, we're close to. This is the holidays, and we, like you said, we're thinking about all of the people that are with and, us. And, and, and that's stuff. the and bad deal about this. I, that's what I right? hate hearing about all this. You I mean, know, you, you, you pass away right before the holidays. Oh, yeah. my. And just the, it's the family. think about that, the family that has to deal with all that. the ones that have to deal Gifts with Gifts have been purchased. Right. Things. You know, it's just a sad time. I had a friend that she passed away at, around November, the end of November, and people had, you know, we were young, and they, you know, her parents and grandparents had already been purchasing gifts and stuff for Christmas and her birthday was in right. November, and it was like, that's a tough one, man. That's a tough pill to swallow. But we do know that he was well-loved, and everybody respected that guy. Wasn't I never yeah, no heard doubt. nobody say anything negative about him other than maybe, hey, that hat's a little big on you. That's about right. <laughs> That's right. about it. So Caleb says, I'm grateful for good health, insurance, and my wife being pushy. There you there go. You See, go. You've got one of them, too. Yeah. Your wife is pushy. Well, she? when it comes to medical, she's a nurse practitioner, so it's 
clinical nurse. She's specialist. in the business. I I could not like just let things slide. I used to let some things slide, but she's she she's on you when you we've do been that. A, right? We've been together for over thirty some years, so there's not much I can let slide. Right. You know what I'm well, all, all I'm saying is is that uh, it's a sad day to hear about old Greg passing away. Man, yeah, man. I mean that's just shocking. So that you know, when we go down to the Chili Bowl, not seeing him around—that that's going to really be a little different. Isn't yeah, it? that'll yeah. be the when you when you notice it uh, for all those people down there too. And you know, a lot of people won't know this until next couple of days. So right. it, you know, we 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 hate to break break this on our show, but that's just it's part just, of being a live show during the day. Right, no doubt about it. Um, well. Hopefully they'll give him a good tribute down there. Oh, I'm sure they will. Absolutely, yeah. I'm sure they will. Yeah. And I think because he was a mainstay down there, yeah, for sure. I mean, him and Emmett, they, you know what I'm saying? They, they're going to take care of him down there on that deal. They'll, they'll make sure that's Mav and them will, will do it upright. They, you know, he was always on that truck on the victory lap, shooting the shirts, and right. It'd be nice to see maybe shooting some shirts with his face on it or something. Maybe you know mm-hmm. that'd be kind of cool to have cause shirts shot out to the crowd for people. I, to, I, I think they, they need to do something special for him. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Don't you think? Oh, absolutely. He was such a visible figure, uh, not just at the Chili Bowl, but just a lot of different places. Right. And and outside of racing, too, he was involved in yeah. a lot of other activities. A lot of charities, and he ran. He did so much for Lucas Oil. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a big loss for big Lucas Oil. Lucas big, Oil. big loss for Lucas Oil Productions. No doubt about it. I called him the Lucas Oil Man. You know, he was yeah, all out there promoting all the products. Uh, to be honest, I didn't know his name was Greg. I knew Cazzo, yeah. <laughs> and I knew the Lucas Oil guy, but I literally didn't remember. I mean, he introduced me, obviously, the first time we met, but I always just knew him as Cazzo because that's what he went by. So, All right. So, uh, Marie, she wants to change the subject here. Let's do it. I, I agree. Let's, let's lighten let's it up. It. Um, she wants to talk about... All right, Marie says, uh, well, let's have some fun. What do you think about The Voice? I'm not sure who's going to win after watching last night. That country guy. Does Bryce Leatherwood. Is that him? Yes. Okay. I watched his performance. What do you think? It was a good performance. Do you think that the people that support uh, Blake Shelton. Yes. They they vote for his people yep. more than anybody else, and I, and I think therein lies the problem, maybe a little bit with because he's won a bunch of times, <laughs> and and that's where I kind of see me. country people love and, watching The Voice, and they will pick up the phone and use it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I don't. I I agree with you, Scott. I don't. I'm I'm going into this completely blind, going in with just your recommendation, and all I did was watch the YouTube versions that they sent, you know, that's from right. from the company, the voice, you know, they're actually, and yes, he's very good. They're really good singers. He's re- he was very good, but I, I didn't think he stood up above. I mean, he was really good. I think the, I, I think uh, Morgan Miles is my favorite and which so one far. Is, which one is? The Blonde. Okay, yes. yes. So the Blonde, I thought her voice was really good. Yeah. I don't know about the song. I'd have to go back and listen to more songs. Maybe that might right. be more. But that's that's what's so tough on these things. It's not just the voice; it's the song and the production. They're kinda... really accomplished singers. Yeah. yeah. So therefore, but I don't. Know, I know Kirk hasn't watched it. But what I do know is it, it did remind me a whole lot 
of a singing competition back in the day when they were really good, a bunch of really good, you know, there was a bunch. There's, it's not like there's a, they put a dud in there to get no votes. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's right, what, right. what I noticed more. It seemed more, but yeah, the blonde girl, but the country guy to me, it seemed bigger, and I don't know if they're doing that on purpose, but it seemed like a bigger show. Right. I don't know. It's, it seemed, the song seemed really good, too. Uh, the Voice didn't like uh, Morgan and Brandon's song choices. See, that's what uh, I thought uh, about the song choice. I, you know, I, you know, I was really surprised when Omar had to go down to the Final Four and sing his way in to 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 the Final Five. Yeah, see, I, 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 and Brody. Um, it, it, here's what uh, Marie says: Brody looks like. The audience favorite. The last song that Bryce did might put him in the winner circle. Yeah, I, who's the bro? What's Brody look like? Which one is he? Is he singing? He's one with the little hat on. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He yeah. had he had some uh, disease, and yeah. he, he, his I hair remember. doesn't grow right. That's right. right. I remember right. Mm-hmm. Now well, Blake Shelton, he's leaving the show here soon, right? He's done. Is he? I didn't know that. I think he's yeah. he's planning wrapping on it up. wrapping it up. So there'll be new new judges next year, then probably across the board. I'm Gwen sure. Stefani is she on the show too? His oh, wife? she's on there. Well, they yeah. might they, both, they both might leaving? be leaving. Then you may ever never. You know, let me ask you this. You know, I, I got in a debate one time <laughs> about Blake Shelton's ex-wives, Miranda uh, Lambert. Miranda Lambert. Who, who who do you think is better looking, uh, Miranda Lambert or Gwen Stefani? Well, it used, it used to be Gwen. I used to like Gwen. But now I'm going to say Miranda because Gwen's kind of starting to look different to me. She's changed her appearance. Well, she's she, gotten older, so she's going to change her right, appearance. Right. I mean, you're not always going to look like that punk girl. I like the, I like the punk girl kind of look. Right. Uh, but the other one was more, I don't know. That's an opinion. Uh, me, That's an opinion. Uh, to me personally, and I caught a lot of flack with this. I, and I, know I you was did. <laughs> I was talking with uh, some racers um, with the ASCS National Sprint Car Tour one day, and I said that I thought Gwen Stefani. Me personally, I think Gwen Stefani is is better for me. You like Miranda Lambert? Oh yeah, Miranda Lambert for sure. Why is way. that, Kurt? Well, I just think she's better looking than Gwen Stefani. Just my opinion. And she's, I think, more talented. I, I bet you, how many, Todd, maybe yeah. you could look this up. She has a lot of hits. And then so does Gwen Stefani has a lot of Gwen, hits, Gwen's with no got, doubt. Yeah, and by herself. I mean, money. Who has more hits, Gwen Stefani or Miranda Lambert? I'll look it up. Look that up, Todd. I'll bet Miranda Lambert. Huh? I'm going to say Miranda Lambert. Well, I'm I'm going to say I like Gwen Stefani better. I did see Gwen Stefani in concert last summer up at Iowa Speedway. Was she good? Not as good as Miranda. (laughs) I've seen them both. (laughs) I've not seen Blake Shelton in concert. I missed that one, though. I did right. not. I uh, left before Blake Shelton took the stage 
because I wanted to get back to I-80 Speedway for the final Silver Dollar Nationals at that track. I, I Me personally, so I, I, left I think Gwen Stefani has a better personality. Personally. I, I, I just don't think that Miranda Lambert has the personality that Gwen Stefani has. Have you ever seen that video where Gwen is singing with Sublime? You uh-huh. ever seen that one? I have seen that, yeah. Yeah, when she comes out and sings with Brad uh-huh. before he passed away. I'm trying to find some details, but I'm not seeing much on they right. kind of hide that stuff now. It's hard to find right. who makes money and who doesn't. They don't like to let people know who's making money. The people that make the money don't want people knowing <laughs> who's making more. Who, who do you think's worth more, Gwen Stefani or Miranda Lambert? Now, I don't know about that. Gwen Stefani, maybe? Let's I don't look, know. We can look that up, though. Miranda see, Lambert's right? been around a long 60 time. $60 million is what Miranda Lambert, as of around... July 18th of 2022 is what they're saying here. And is Gwen, what her value is? Yeah, and Gwen Stefani's worth about $160 million, so about $100 million more. Yeah. Gwen Stefani's worth $100 million more. Yeah, she, they sold She's a, been around a long time. They man. just sold. You just don't realize how much, no doubt, sold, how many records. They sold a shitload of records, and, man. And the merch that they were selling. And they hit MTV at a time when... The Chili Peppers were breaking and everything, right. and there was just this new newness. And I know a lot of them. She was she was really popular when she first came out. And so they, she is worth more than Blake Shelton. I'm right? sure she probably. I'm sure. What she, is Blake Shelton uh, worth? I can bet, you look that I, up? Yeah, I sure can. I'm sure yeah. they brought some together to the table. They're pretty pretty close. I'm sure. Right. As you notice, we got Kirk Elliott sitting in with us today. I'm just uh, you know, I'm just more of a country about a hundred hundred million. Blake Shelton's worth a hundred million. Yeah, it says really? about four. He's worth about forty more than his uh, his Miranda Randa, his ex wife Miranda Lambert, and about sixty million less. And the article you see there says about sixty million less than. So Gwen Gwen's is worth more than any uh, more both of than together. Yeah, his ex-wife and him. So there were some alimony payments to Miranda Lambert. I'm sure there probably. I'm probably sure there was. How do you know of, that? Kurt? Well, well, she, you, she made less than Blake. More, right? <laughs> she made less than Blake, so he she probably had to get. He had to. Probably, so Miranda Lambert's were sixty. Yep, Blake's worth Blake's 100. worth a hundred, and Gwen Stefani's worth a hundred and sixty. Yep. Yeah, that sounds about right. Because yep. she sold some serious, and and people don't realize what's her name was the cover girl. For Cover Girl, Gwen Stefani yeah, was. She did the uh, for. She did. She remember the big red lips, and she had a. She had a. Um, she did a whole commercial for. Was on TV for a long time. I don't bet she made a pretty penny being the Cover, cover girl, girl, girl. For cover Girl, girl for mm-hmm. the lips because she had those lips, you know. Right. Um. Yeah, I bet you, I'm going to look that up, but I bet you she got she some made a lot of money off of that. that. Right? Yeah, no doubt. All right, we're we're going to take a break. When we come back, um, Trenton Barry is going to join us. We're going to talk a little bit about the Gateway Nationals, and we'll also talk about USMTS, um, and their season. And we'll talk a little bit about their champion Dustin Sorensen as well right here on Mostly Motorsports. It's all brought to you by Lucas Oil Products. It works. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. You're listening to Mostly Motorsports with Scott Trailer. 
There is less than one hundredth of an inch of motor oil protecting your car's engine. Friction and heat causes engine oil to experience thermal breakdown, weakening its ability to protect the engine and its parts. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer is specially formulated to resist thermal breakdown, protect vital engine parts, and extend the life of your engine. It also stops smoking, knocking, and oil consumption in worn engines. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer. Keep that engine alive. Go harder, faster, stronger with Rod and Supply. Whether you are running industrial, farming equipment, or a race car, Rod and Supply has the assortment of rod ends, radius rods, and specialty products that will help you lead the field in performance. Our superior design means our rod ends last longer and perform better, giving you the edge on the track and saving you money. Contact Rod and Supply or order online today at rodandsupply.com. We don't just sell them, we race them. Rodandsupply.com. Serving the racing community for over 30 years. Next to your vehicle's engine, your transmission is the most important component of your car. If it's not properly maintained, your car may not shift properly. By adding Lucas Transmission Fix to your transmission, it cleans and lubricates sticking valves for proper shifting, renews worn bands to stop slipping, stops seal leaks, will not void new car warranties, contains no harmful solvents. Lucas Transmission Fix, it works. Here at Specialty Sportswear, in-house, we do all of the screen printing, all the embroidery. We do some vinyl. The other add specialty items like your pens, magnets, notepads, calendars. You can actually buy that, build your business, and make it larger. We have the largest screen printing process and the largest embroidery anywhere around in the area. We can do stuff all the way from your school clubs to sports teams, a professional look in the office. If you can imagine it, we can do it for you. Missouri's must play away. Osage National Coffee Store. Three nine hole courses to choose from at the Lake of the Ozarks in the Osage River Valley. Stay and play packages in our first class condos. A beautiful clubhouse complete with pro shop and exercise facilities. A large pool for relaxation and families. The Eagle View Sports Bar and Grill. Great wedding facilities. Go online and make your tea time today. One of the main reasons for poor vehicle performance is a dirty fuel system. It can cause decreased fuel economy and actually do harm to your engine over time. By adding Lucas Fuel Treatment to your vehicle, it cleans and lubricates the entire fuel system, pump, carburetors, fuel injectors, and valves as you drive. It also improves your vehicle's performance. It's a non-solvent product designed to protect both gasoline and diesel engines. Lucas Fuel Treatment. It works. Race fans, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum is open seven days a week, year-round, for you to come in and check out all of the wonderful race cars on display in the museum. And our online store at SprintCarStuff.com is open 24 hours a day for you to check out everything that we have in stock for Sprint Car fans. Whether it's for a birthday, anniversary, or Christmas, SprintCarStuff.com has it all. That's at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville. At Lucas Oil, we take pride in creating problem-solving products to make your car care easier. We protect your vehicle and make it run longer so you can focus on the things that matter most. Whether it's commuting to work, visiting a loved one, taking the kids where they need to go, going to the big game, or anywhere life takes you, Lucas Oil is committed to getting you there for all of life's important moments. Lucas Oil, it works. 
You're listening to Mostly Motorsports with Scott Trailer. Welcome back to Mostly Motorsports. It's all brought to you by Lucas Oil Products. It works. Don't forget, um, our last daily show is going to be on the 23rd, and then we're going to go to a weekly show, and um, it will be a one-day-a-week show from that point on. So uh, joining us now on the show is... uh, uh, a long-time friend of the Racing Boys. He owns Racing. He's co-owner of RacingDirt.com. Trenton Barry joins us now. Trenton, how you doing? Hey, I'm uh, I'm I'm doing okay. How are you? Are you feeling better? Man, I'm about probably uh, <clears throat> eighty, ninety percent. I'd say that uh, that influenza A is no joke, man. It's uh, it was brutal. What was wrong with you? I had the flu. Oh, really? No kidding. And I, I missed, I missed uh, two weeks of radio here at home. I missed the Gateway Dirt Nationals. Uh, it was awful. I had, I had a fever off and on for ten days straight. Hey, did you hear about Greg Cazzo, the, the the guy from Lucas Oil Productions, passing away? Did you hear about that? I, I did, man. I, I saw that last night. I, I didn't know Greg real well. Um, I talked to him a couple times, but. Just things you don't expect to see, you know. Yeah, and it, it's been it's been pretty tough year this year. Um, we just lost Dave Tyson. I don't know if you remember Dave Tyson or not, but a great racing historian. Uh, we had him on our show here about a few weeks ago, and uh, unfortunately, we lost him to a stroke as well. Um, n- enough about the sad news. Let's talk a little bit about that Gateway Nationals. What'd you think about it, man? I you know, just the very little bit that I got to see, because um, that was like that was like right in the midst of when I was was battling, and um, you know, it was it's pretty exciting, like like it always is. I'm not going to claim to have a you know just a ton of inside information or anything about it, but right, uh, it was it was quite the deal. I I, was, I felt so bad for Tyler Herb uh and, and the passing of his father you know i we say we want to be done with the sad stuff but that was kind of the the storyline of the nationals uh where where he was able to to persevere on and, and win in his dad's honor and i just can't even imagine how <clears throat> how tough that was you know yeah no doubt about it and, and, and what was surprising is that they kind of kept that under wraps didn't they during the week yeah yeah, and and he he just told that to Blake in Victory Lane Saturday night, and you know it was it was kind of different. You know, I, I watched him get out of the car there. I was I was feeling good enough Saturday night there that I, I watched uh, most of that A main, right? And uh, just just on my phone, and uh, it, it just seemed a little different when he got out. You know, like he was was excited he'd won the big race, but he just was really overcome with emotion. So uh, and obviously so, you know I. I I don't know, man. Uh, there's, I don't think I could perform under the, could perform under those circumstances. There, there, there's no doubt that there had to be a lot of pressure on him, and you know he wanted to win that race in the worst way, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, and and he's a he's awesome. You know, a Turbo is one of the he's one of the good guys in in racing, and mm-hmm. and that guy puts on a show, and and he's he's good with the media, and he's good with fans, and and uh, respected by his competitors and 
just a, a tough, hard-nosed racer. I, I remember him when he was like a, gosh, I don't even know, like probably like a 13 or 14-year-old kid. They brought him out to Jetmore, Kansas, to one of those Sunflower showdowns that, that Patrick right. Johnson put on. Mm-hmm. And uh, and and he was out there, and he ran with with you know all the who would have been the big dogs in the the region for sure. And he was just a kid, and uh, it's been pretty cool to see his progression forward. And uh, what's neat about talking to Turbo is he's not one of those racers that just kind of puts his head in the sand and just does what he does. He's he's got a real broad understanding and appreciation for all different kinds of of racing, and I've always really respected that about him. Um, he and I've always had great conversations, so I uh, I just I feel so bad for him for what he's what he's going through. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, uh, Ricky Thornton Jr. had a pretty good weekend. He he ran third with the late models, and he ends up winning the modified race. Uh, pretty good weekend yeah. for Ricky. He did, and I think that's probably what you expect. That now that was a different car. This, and see, this is part of the problem. I wasn't able to get there. I I wasn't able to get the whole story on what, what that race car was. That was something, it was something different. It was the first race car that had been built. I don't even know exactly who had built it. Um, it was a one-off, you know, a one-off car. It was. Yeah. 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 But I just, I, I would have liked to have dug into that. And, and I don't know, man, maybe the guys on the broadcast did. Scott, I missed, I, I can't convey to you that I, I was as sick as I've ever been my entire life mm. uh, for the past 13, 14 days. Um, so I, I missed a huge chunk of, of that gateway, Dirt Nationals, and, and maybe they talked about it and I just missed it. Yeah. Um, i I, I got to say this. Um, the only thing that I thought was, and it happens, it seems like, every year, that as the weekend goes, the track gets a little bit rougher as the weekend goes. And it was it was a little rugged on Saturday night. Yeah, you know, it did. Um, hey, one of the things uh, – that I thought was kind of interesting. They they got rid of the minimum weight rule this year, and they put a minimum PSI in for uh, for the tires. Right. Um, and obviously that was to try to keep from from rutting that thing up so much. So mm-hmm. I don't, man, I don't know what that answer is. You know, I think I think at this point it's just kind of what it is, and people come to expect it, and they they go put put the show on. You know that that Illinois crowd that 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 race is heavily influenced by Illinois racers, both both divisions, right? Right. That that average Illinois racer, they're they're cut from a little different cloth than what their expectations are than a lot of other racers around. They, uh, a lot of those guys, they they kind of welcome some of that that rugged nature of racetracks. And you know, at least the guys I've talked to, um, th- those ones that are there, they don't they don't seem to mind. They they know what it is and they know what they signed up for, and they're there to put on a show and uh, win the race if they can, and if not sell some t-shirts and drink some beer right <laughs> right uh, they, they know what so, they know what they're getting into before they yeah. get there right and, yeah and you know what was crazy was thursday was super smooth and right you know, some stuff i missed but i heard some people say well the racing wasn't quite as exciting so i i don't know i i didn't get i didn't see much of thursday um i i don't really know i i think i think the gateway dirt nationals has cemented itself in american dirt track racing and i think it'll be there as long as the dome is able to function and you know a lot of that lawsuit settlement with stan Kroenke in the city of st louis a lot of that money has to be allocated to keep up that convention center and that dome so that was actually when all that kind of got settled out and shook down um is actually good probably 
I feel like for the longevity of the race. Yeah. What'd you think about Kenny Wallace? His uh, doing his little uh, uh, macho man kind of uh, impression up on top of his car. It's great. It's great. Yeah. It's great. That's just that's just Kenny. You know, he's right. uh, dude. Dude's dude's just a little bit different. You know, and uh, what's funny is I don't think Kenny's Kenny's a performer. Kenny's not fake. But Kenny definitely knows when to turn it on and when to just be like Kenny, you know. Right. And uh, he was he was definitely in uh, he was definitely in full performer mode, which was just terrific. I, that's exactly what I would have expected from Kenny. Right, no doubt about it. Um, let's talk a little bit about uh, USMTS. Uh, Dustin Sorensen he picks up the championship. He takes home a hundred thousand dollars. Um, he had five wins this year. I think it was 25 top five finishes in 38 starts. Um, what do you, what do you think about Dustin Sorensen winning the championship this year? Oh, he's, uh, uh, took a huge step forward in his, his racing career this year. Um, he showed that he showed that to me this year, he showed he was a complete racer and he wasn't just somebody that could just go really good in the mud and, and, and maybe when it wasn't muddy, right. That's, Right. That was it. He 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 figured out how to finish races. He figured out if he wasn't going to win, how to how to be in that top five, you know. And that's those top fives you reeled off right there. I mean, I think I talked to him. I, it felt like every night after the races, he was on the front stretch, and we were interviewing him, you know. And uh, he um, he put together just a, a dream season and and took huge strides in his program. And I, I think probably the, the biggest thing, you know, right there at the end of the year. Um, Jimmy Mars made that announcement that he's going to step out of his seat full time. And so, so Dustin's, you know, taking over the MB customs house car program and um, primarily going to be focused on late models. He's going to the wild West shootout in, in Jimmy's yellow number 28. And that's, that's going to be his job going forward. So um, obviously he turned enough heads and impressed enough to uh, kind of improve his position within the sport, which, uh, you know, Jimmy needed somebody to put in that seat, so why, why not Sorensen? Right. Hey, uh, Trenton, this Kirk. How you doing? Uh, been there. Uh, I've, I'm I'm I'm, I'm <laughs> hanging in there, man. I've been there, done that with the flu here about four or five years ago. Know exactly what that feels like. Uh, uh, best best of uh, get well soon. That's all I. You can guys say. will you guys will appreciate this. You got to look for a silver lining, right? Yeah. Right. I uh, I lost fifteen pounds. Hey! Like two weeks. Holy cow, man! That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's uh. Anyway, I'm, I'm making. So uh, this is, guys. This is actually this is the first time I've done anything on air in three and a half weeks. Oh so. wow! We appreciate you taking the time to join us on the show. Yeah, but I, I caught my flu down yep. at, at, at that big epidemic at the Chili Bowl one year. Except it, I was fortunate enough not to catch it until after I got home. That was the good part about it. But uh, anyway, feeling for you, my man. Uh, USMTS, what were the big highlights this year outside of Sorensen winning the championship? Oh, I think that, uh, you know, I think, I think one of the, the biggest things, this is kind of an overreaching thing, was, was uh, just, you know, so many of those 10,000 to win races uh, right. again this year and, and, and big crowds at those events. And, um, you know, you wanted to see how, how Derek Ramirez was going to fare coming off a championship. And, and, you know, he, he lost his dad right at the beginning of the year. And, and, um, 
Derek Derek uh, put a lot of pressure on himself early in the year, just chasing that first win, and and that was a big one on Memorial Weekend at Deer Creek Speedway when when he got that and and uh, pretty emotional victory lane that night. But you know that was just uh, that was something Derek was going to have to just get crossed off the, the list there as the season went along, and and uh, they settled into a nice nice groove this year. Um, you know, other things I think about, I, I think about that rookie class this year. Uh, Caden Carter, really, you know, who we'd known on IMCA racing was really, really good. I, I didn't know if he could compete on this level or not. I, I figured he probably could, but I didn't know. I had never seen it before. And he did that, and he shined uh, really bright this year. Shane DeVolder ran with Zach Vanderbeek. Dylan Thornton uh, raced as well. Kyle Brown was there, too. Uh, you know, he builds the Harris cars there out of central Iowa. So um, I, I think the rookie crop was pretty impressive, and a lot of those guys are, are getting ready to come back this year too. So, you know, just kind of off the top of my head, those are some of the things. Um, Tanner Mullins obviously won in 20 grand there at Lakeside in honor of Grant Younghands was huge. That's the single biggest uh, one-day race on the schedule. So uh, that was that was quite the uh, quite the event that night. Yeah. Hey, did you hear about the High Limit Series going to Lakeside Speedway and they're going to pay $50,000 to win at Lakeside on April 11th? All right. So I saw I saw that late last night. Um that's that's pretty insane in an awesome way. Don't don't you guys think that's cool? I think that's cool. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think uh I think that High Limit deal is going to be be pretty wild. Um and and definitely uh must see events and yeah i think that's so awesome and that, and that that lakeside is the first race right right it is yeah yeah which will be just i mean they they'll probably they'll probably park they'll probably parked on the railroad tracks for that one you know uh there's no doubt <laughs> that, that'll be a giant crowd out there for that race yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they, for sure. no, nothing different than we've seen for the grant young ann's memorial or even it, the last it, world of outlaw race it, in october that was as about as packed as anything I've ever seen. It might it might take you six months to get out of the parking lot. <laughs> well, just just plan on being there for the long haul once you right. get in. I, yeah, no doubt. I, I think I think it's cool. I really like um I, I and I think you guys probably appreciate this too. I, I like a lot of the new ideas that are coming into racing. You know what I mean? And, and no doubt. People trying new things and tracks and events and you know, that whole that whole well, well why can't we? motto you know racing was kind of stagnant there for a little bit and i'd say right now we're probably anything but stagnant you know (laughs) there are people trying and thinking outside of the box more than i don't know more more than i've probably ever seen in my my time you know trent do you think uh, more racetracks are going to be going to uh, specials only in the future Do, do you see that coming man i don't i don't really that's that's tough you know because because yeah, that's probably the easy answer for a lot of places. But my gosh, you've got to you've got to have places that have a strong weekly program as the, right. the backbone of the sport. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. um, I don't I don't know that I necessarily really want to say that. I, I definitely could see a roadmap for how that could happen. I don't think that's a great scenario. Um, but it's man, it's it's tough for a lot of these to to make it. R- racing was a was a little different this year, and, and it was down a little bit from from what it had been the past couple of years. So, yeah, um, yeah, I, I think I think it's certainly uh, certainly within the realm of possibility for for some places here and there. Although I, you know, I hope I hope we don't see too much of it. You know, um, I know of a track, and I was swore to secrecy, and I can't say who it is, 
but I know of a track that is going to be going to specials only, and it's going to surprise a lot of people when they make the announcement. I got you. Yeah. I got you. There, there, there you go again, dangling those carrots out there. Right. Well, again, I was swore to secrecy on it, and until the track announces it to the to the weekly racers that they're not going to be running weekly, um, I, I can't say anything. And I don't know and, anything. And, and, tra- and this is a track that you will be surprised by, to be honest with you, yeah. Trenton. I'm telling you, well, you're, you, you'll be surprised when you hear the announcement. I don't know I, anything uh, about what you're talking about, so I don't. I'll, I'll be anxious to hear that when it comes out. Right. I uh, I, I can't. I mean, wh- what's your guys' opinion? I, I don't really think that's good news. Do you? Um, it's not good news for the people that want to race weekly. No. Yeah. Mm-mm. No, I don't think so. Man, it's just tough too, because you. I mean, you think about like all the people, the, the parts manufacturers and the parts distributors, and you know, there's there's a lot of wheels that get greased. Um, on the weekly crowd. by yeah, by running Fridays and Saturday nights too. That, that right. just really keeps keep a lot of this up and going. So, um, I don't. I don't know. It's uh, it's it's definitely a weird time. Yeah, you sure. you mentioned Tanner Mullins. Um, he finished eighty four points back of uh, Dustin Sorensen. Yeah. Uh, uh, talk big, about his big. season and, and the big win out at Lakeside, but just kind of give us an overall take on his season this year. So cool, coolest thing about Tanner Mullins, um, he builds his own race cars and he's built a nice little little clientele there within the series. And he builds his own motors. Now he ran a different one there. Uh, they he got a little short on on parts there at one point late in the season and, and ran a different one there for a little bit. But he primarily runs his own race cars and runs his his own engines. And to me, that's the uh, that that's really cool because that's almost unheard of to be able to, right. to compete at the level that he competes at and and do that on his own. Basically, you know, they build those right out of their shop in Wichita. Uh, believe they're building a, a new shop there. Uh, at, at their place to uh, continue growing that Mullins operation. I'm big, 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 big fan of Tanner of Mullins and, and what he does. Yeah. What What is on the horizon for USMTS and USRA? Do, do we have anything coming up that's going to be earth-shattering news over the winter? Well, I mean, they, they, uh, they stepped up and they paid a lot more money this year. Um, can you give us a little insight on what the future looks like for USMTS? Yeah, so the the, the hundred thousand to win is going to stay again for for this year as well. Um, they just put the schedule out here last week, and so what, what's pretty cool. This is the twenty fifth year of the series, which um, you man anything in racing that can make it twenty five years. Right. Holy smokes, you know. Um, but the majority of the races are three day weekends, so that's what's going to be different. Um, a lot of the racers, you know, gas, gas, diesel fuel. Um, got stupid there about the 1st of May. And a lot of the teams started talking about how, man, if there was a way they could stay at these places for more than one day. And so I think there's 12 or 13, 14, you guys might, might have this right off the top of your head. I don't, I don't have anything in front of me, but um, the, the races are all three day events now, except for um, there's one in August. Well, when we go to I-70 Lakeside and Wheatland, <clears throat> um, but the majority of the races are all three-day races at, at one racetrack. They're going to be three, five, and ten. So that's that's a pretty crazy that's a pretty crazy turn of events. To, to be totally honest with you, I don't know of any other series in the country that's quite quite racing like that. And it was done to 
eliminate the, the traveling between the, the races and make more of an event. So uh, it's a gamble for sure. But, uh, boy, I can tell you on the, the live streaming side of things, right? when Todd came to us with that, I'm like, oh, my God, yes. <laughs> let's, right. Let's make that happen. Yeah. So, not um, not a lot of setup and teardowns for you, right? Correct. I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty fired up to see how these all play out, you know, and and the racers seem to be pretty excited about it too. So hopefully the fans will come out and support it. Um, just uh, looking for another big year, you know. There's going to be another another crop of rookies. I don't I don't know. The commitments aren't just quite in just yet, uh, so I don't I don't want to speculate on on who uh, exactly is going to be there. Knox. I, do, I just don't quite know yet, but. Um, you know, it's uh, it's gonna be gonna be another wild turn. Jason Hughes, boy, uh, Trevor, has really taken a, some big steps forward here in the past couple of years, and uh, I know they're looking for some crew help for him, and uh, it should be cool to see him out on the road racing this year. I don't know if he's gonna run every race or not. I don't know that they had decided that, or if the, at the time I had talked to Jason at the end of the year that they weren't quite decided yet, but he was going to definitely branch out a little bit more too. So that next generation of Hughes is, uh, is going to be neat to see on the racetrack too. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Terry Phillips had a pretty decent season. He finished third in the points. Oh, Hey, I got, I got TP news for you. He's so he's building his own race cars now going forward. And, uh, they're, they're working on them. They're building them out of central Missouri. Um, he's, he's gotten together with a, a gentleman and, uh, they're building the frames there and then taking them to his house. They're calling them, I get this. I don't know if you guys have heard this or not, but they're, they're calling them bloodline race cars. All right. So they took bloodline. They took. Oh yeah. So this. So this is crazy. Um, they took one of the uh, old surface plates for LP's race cars that Terry had in his shop. Right. And they took one of the old jigs and and they they took those and they they worked on them a little bit and kind of changed them to where where TP wanted them and those are what went to up to uh, up to Central Missouri and is is forming the the baseline for these these race cars and um he's got a logo out and uh looking to probably start at vado perhaps i don't don't know they weren't quite sure just exactly when they were going to roll it out the first time i know they probably would like to run them at the wild west shootout but um so that's a that's a huge change for tp and uh he uh he had a uh hugely successful run with grt you know what i mean and right and they when, when joe passed and they they'd sold the company there the, the garrisons aren't even involved with grt anymore so uh, it kind of seemed like the the point for for tp to jump off there and try something different uh i was in a shop um well right right before i got sick and uh uh so it was i don't know price month six weeks ago and uh, he was starting to get parts in and, and they'd cleared off space in the shop and um, they had actually found when they were cleaning the shop up, they had found a roof and the, uh, a, a post of an old Larry Phillips race car. All right. That was just, this is, it was just stuck in like a, the bottom of an old deep freeze when they were cleaning stuff out that didn't work anymore. This, this is a dang good story. They, they pulled it out, they cleaned it all up and the TP's got it hanging on the wall in the sh- shop right there. So, um, there's a whole lot of nostalgia going on around that operation. They hired another uh, guy, Tony Rogers. They call him Tommy Boy is what what he's known as in the, in the racing world. That's his uh, his nickname. And uh, he's a very accomplished uh, crew chief and, and fabricator and just, just 
knows his way around race cars really well. And uh, so he's he's helping on that operation. But yeah, Bloodline Race Cars uh, be coming out this year. So pretty awesome deal for hey, Terry. And I, I don't for him to be able to do it on his terms. You know, I don't know if you know this, but do you know that Kirk Elliott's brother owns Larry Phillips' last dirt race car? Do you know that? Did you know that? Yeah, they've still got it. It's still sitting up there at their shop right now. Nick was talking about restoring that car at some point. I think he will. That's, I think he'll get that's to really, it. That's really cool. What did they do with that thing, Kirk? How, uh, how Jeff, French, uh, Jeff French raced it. They bought it, and Jeff French uh, raced that car. Won a championship in and it. And won a couple of IMCA late model championships in that car. And Man, it, what a great story. That's cool, and that's so awesome that it's still preserved. It's sitting out back of their shop, just sitting there, mm-hmm. going to yeah. waste. They need to restore that car and bring it back to Larry Phillips. I Look. think he. I think he's going to do it. Yeah, yeah. His last dirt car that he ever raced. That's Man, that's that's pretty that's cool, pretty isn't cool. it? Cool. That's yeah. no, that's way cool. To be honest, that's way way cool. Um, T- TP had some neat stuff around there. Some of the stuff they found. You know, he he was sponsored by us. Uh, sportsman pickup covers there for a lot of years. LP was right, and they had some uh, they had some, like some product display stuff, and, uh, just some different different neat things that were around there. Um, I got a chance to I looked at the uh, the chopper the night that uh, the night that LP went in the Ozark Racers Hall of Fame uh, down here in Springfield. Uh, it was it was Wallace's and Schrader and I think Tony Stewart all went together and they got they got LP a chopper and. Uh, or not a chopper, but just a, a really nice bike, and that's that's in Terry's shop there. And they they keep a, a race car cover over it, and uh, those guys had all signed the fuel tank on it. And TP popped that fuel tank off, and he's got it he's got it set in storage in a in a box that it came in, and he replaced it with an identical one just because he he wanted to go out and ride it a little bit, but he didn't want to ride it with that tank on it. You know what I mean? So right. um, it's it's pretty cool. Uh, they've done a, a just a ton of work there at his shop to be ready to to build these race cars. So I'm I'm kind of rambling, but that's uh, yeah. That's just kind of what would have been going on around there. The uh, sportsman sponsored uh, his dad as well, didn't they back in the day? Yeah, this and this this stuff was uh, this stuff was LP related sponsorship stuff that was around there that they had right pulled out from. I'm I'm not sure where, but yeah, there at the shop somewhere. All right, uh, give us a, a, an overall take on what we're going to see in 2023 with the uh, USMTS Trenton. What do you think? Uh, who do you think's the odds-on favorite to win the championship? Do you think is it Dustin Sorensen again? No, I don't think so. Really, I, I don't think he's going to make all the races. To be honest with you, I think he's just going to make some spot starts here and there. Uh, a few things, you know. Um, uh, sorry, boys, cough right there. That's uh, all right. You know, Tanner Tanner continues to grow his his moan brand, so that's only going to help him get better and better feedback. So. Um, if those guys can get started strong out of the gate, um, uh, they'll certainly be be hard to beat. Uh, the NB Customs cars are always hard to beat. Rodney Sanders is always going to be there. You know what I mean? He's right. He's been been down a little bit this past year, but you don't you don't keep a guy like that down very long. He's uh, he's got unbelievable grit and resolve and determination, and uh, he'll he'll be right there too. Um, Ramirez will be, you know, expect him to be back in top form. He's been so good for the past three or four years here. No reason to think that he slows down at, at all as well. So, uh, and and to be honest, 
what, what TP does coming out of the gate there, he's he's got a few different customers. I don't know exactly how many cars they're going to have ready for the start of the year, but you know he's he's kind of the wild card in the equation right now um, because he's he, he's ran really well here at the end of the year in his CRTs. So you know if that stuff translates over as well, it'll, I think it'll just be the the usual hornet's nest where you just kind of pick different nights. You know, or one, one guy one guy kind of has a night here and another guy has a night somewhere down the road too. And there's we didn't really have a dominant race car this year. Sorensen killed him with consistency, um, and, and that's what it's what it really taken to win, you know. But there's nobody just winning just handfuls of races anymore in the series. Hey, uh, Tyler Davis won the USRA championship this year. Any chance that he might yeah. want to take a full run at the USMTS? Man, so he did there for the past couple of years, and then he slowed down, um, built those race cars. Blackout Motorsports is what they're, they're calling them. They're built race cars that – Tyler's putting together for customers and uh, I, I think the plan is for him to be back on the road this year too and uh, you know certainly the way he looked uh, last season uh, reeling off all those wins and winning that championship he'll be there he won uh, he won a USMTS race the opening weekend and, and he won the, the last one there at, uh, at Wichita that sealed his USRA national championship and everything all up into, into a nice little package for him so um, Tyler Davis had a phenomenal season and uh you know i i missed missed him there kind of thinking about the rundown for 2023 i think he'll be right there too uh, side note on the tyler davis deal uh rick Beebe, one of the one of the early guys to get right. into those race cars with tyler so rick rick's new race car was was from tyler davis and, and rick was, was sure pumped for that opportunity good looking car that he's got there Oh man, so I love I love those candy apple red powder coated frames. I think they just set those cars off so nice. Yeah, what a, what a beautiful looking race car. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that. I, I thought the same thing. Yeah, it's a definitely good car. All right, Trenton, how many races are you going to promote this year? Um, man, so we were just finishing that stuff up with Todd, and we had a couple of changes. I I'm going to say probably four or five. I don't. I don't know just quite exactly yet. So we're part of the I-70 race um, for sure. Um, and beyond that, I'm still kind of waiting for – I got to kind of wait for the old boss man to give me some orders on, on what he what he wants us with. Yeah. What do you think but, about uh, Casey Schumann coming over there to I-70 Speedway? You think that's a good – I think – yes, I think it's great. Uh, and, uh, hey, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up too. I, I, I do think it's great because – um, he's, he's very, uh, very eager to run races. He's very well connected. Um, and, and their, their schedule looks good. I'd like to see him race a little bit more, you know, yeah. um, even things like that, that Patriot Nationals, I saw that they just had put out. I think, I think that's a great race for I-70 to put on, uh, right, right there in May. So well, that race at um, I-70 last year was a, that was a dandy. Yeah, oh yeah, it was. And you know, that thing we just, it just didn't quite. It just didn't quite do what it needed to do to be able to race back on Saturday. But but I really think putting that thing on Thursday this year, I think we're going to have a slam dunk on on that event. So um, I was really excited, to, and the track was willing to partner with us. So you know we kind of had to go in one year and and uh, let those folks see what it was all about. And we had a phenomenal race and had a really good crowd. Our 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 pit was short. You know we we didn't have very many support class cars, which right. kind of kind of a bummer but that's just the way it goes you know but we had a heck of a race and a, and a great group of fans that came and um the, the track raced awesome so 
we're really, really excited to uh, to partner with with the racetrack and with Todd on on that race there at I seventy this year. I'm I'm super stoked for that one. Yeah. Well, Trenton, we appreciate you taking the time. I hope you get to feeling a little bit better. You still sound like you're a little bit under the weather. Man, I am. I'm uh, I'm gonna go try to do two hours of radio here this afternoon. So we'll we'll see. I I got a couple other guys going to help me. So hey, yeah, uh, uh, Trent, um, Trenton. Uh, what is your schedule for 2023 on Race and Dirt? Similar to what you had last year as far as live video? Oh, boy. That's a lot right there. Uh, yes, I, I, I think I think very similar. Um, obviously, USMCS races, for sure. Uh, fill in with some few of those regional sprint car races as well. Uh, we're doing some go-kart stuff right now through the winter here, which is uh, has, has been kind of fun. Um, we're going to be live in Enid this weekend uh, for – an event so um yeah and i'm talking to a couple of different people some some other regional tours and and uh, maybe a track or two so we'll just see how how the how the chips fall here this this silly season seems to get sillier and sillier and earlier every single year yeah and uh man I've, I've i've put a bunch of people off here the past couple of weeks so i got a bunch of phone calls i got to get made made back to so um, I appreciate everybody that's uh, trying to deal with my uh, worthless self here these past couple of weeks. It's it's been a load. All right, bud. Well, listen. If you if you need anything from Racing Boys, just let us know. We're here for you, bud. And uh, anytime that you want to come on the show, uh, the door is always open for you. I appreciate you guys tremendous. I hope you guys have a very merry Christmas. I always enjoy coming on. I, I appreciate when you ask. And uh, it's uh, it's it's a pleasure to uh, to be with you today and and always. Go right. chi- go Chiefs, right? Go hey. Chiefs! Yes, goodness <laughs> sakes! I, that was a I'm nail. A, that was a nail biter last week. Yeah, and it shouldn't have been. That's what's so irritating. See, I guess right. you don't you, you don't you don't want to you don't want to dwell on a win, but good God, could they just do it a little bit better than they did? See, Trenton, you're you're in a little bit how more I I was my way of thinking. Kirk was telling me I was silly, and I'm they thinking, won. yeah, they won, but it should not even have been that neighborhood. So it, it should I, have been. No. It, they should have blown them out. And I, you know, I, when it when it was twenty seven nothing, and the camera cut over there to Kelsey, who was just yes. had a smile from ear to ear. Well, that's that smile should have never left his face from that point forward. I told and Kirk the same the thing. The fact that it did was a problem. <laughs> 27 nothing and and they were I thought it was over. So I mean I was like that's that's, that's scary. That's scary if that mindset and that game prevails against a team that has a pulse because a lot of those games they play like that they get beat. Well you and me both, Trenton. Yeah. I appreciate. It. All right, Trenton. Thanks so much for being on the show, buddy. We appreciate you. Yeah, I appreciate you guys. See you. All right. Well, all right. There you have it. Trenton Barry from racingdirt.com. Kirk, that dog is all over <laughs> you right now. Bristol is getting excited. I, for what, I don't know. Uh, she, she's, she's that tired dog of... absolutely loves well, Kirk Well, when you Elliott. first started talking about when we first brought hey. up the Chiefs, she only got excited when we brought the Chiefs out, so that's my right. fault. She is so – that dog loves Kirk Elliott. I, I can't even tell you how much that dog loves Kirk Elliott. <laughs> get down, Bristol, get down. Come on. Get out. Settle Come down here, Bristol. Get out. <laughs> That's too funny. Oh, All right. Um, hey, we want to remind everybody about what's going on up at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum right now. They're giving away a uh, 2023 Z06 Corvette with the Z07 
performance package on it. It's a pearl white Metallica tri-coat color. And they're going to give you $25,000 in cash as well to help you pay for the taxes. They're going to be giving that car away on August 19th, 2023. That's the week after the Knoxville Nationals, isn't it, Kurt? Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Hey, big day Friday up there. Yeah, big day Friday up there. So uh, anyway, this car has 760 horsepower. It's a 5.5 LT6 V8 engine. goes from 0 to 60 in 2.6 seconds. It's an 8-speed automatic. It's got... um, all aluminum cylinder casting, small block. This is a real race car, folks. It's it, it is a true street legal race car, and you can see it right now there, Todd. Uh, good job putting up the uh, the graphic there showing the uh, this car. It is a fantastic car. Again, um, they're going to be giving that away on August nineteenth, two thousand twenty three. You can buy your raffle tickets for this car at winaz06corvette.com, winaz06corvette.com. And uh, if if you need to, you can always buy a raffle ticket for the sprint car they've given away as well. It's a 2022 triple X chassis with a mole engine in it. It's 410 engine. This is a another car that they're giving away, and they're going to give you $25,000 in cash as well. For that car, and they're going to be giving away pretty quick here, Kirk. December sixteenth, they're going to give away that that uh, sprint car, right? Yeah, we're talking about this Friday being a big day up at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame. They're going to make a lot of announcements up there that day too. Yeah. In addition to the drawing of the sprint car, uh, it's it's going to be a huge day up there. Yeah, so no doubt about it. We're going to so, be following that very close on Friday. So if you still want to buy some raffle tickets for the Sprint Car, you can do that at SprintCarRaffle.com. That's SprintCarRaffle.com. They're going to give you $25,000 on top of that as well. It's all this Friday, Kirk, right? That's right. Uh, they're going to start making announcements at 10 o'clock in the morning. North American Sprint Car Pull Awards will be announced. Uh, and they'll also announce uh, for the categories of 410, 360, and non-wing, driver of the year, rookie of the year, manufacturer of the year, promoter, media member of the year, wild card awards will be announced in each category, and they'll also announce the inductees for the 2023 Sprint Car yeah. Hall of Fame that day, too. So, lots going on. Got some good comments there in the chat room there. Are you reading that? Right. Uh, Travis Siebert, uh, a long-time friend of mine I, I just i love travis he's always been really good to me he says scott i will sponsor you in a vintage race car are you too young i still remember kirk in a dash car he was on a rail out at i-70 speedway how about oh, that yes do we remember that day travis i will take you up on that i i want to drive a vintage car so bad I can't even explain it. He's got a fire suit and a helmet. I got fire suits and helmets, and mm-hmm. I'm ready to and go, man. He's ready to roll. I'm ready to go. I'd love to be able to do that, Travis. If you would be willing to help me out with that, that would be a lot of fun if we could do that. That would be great. All right. Well, I want to thank everybody for tuning in to the show today. Again, it's all been brought to you by Lucas Oil Products at Works. We want to thank Trenton Berry for being on. Steve Post is going to be on with us tomorrow. On Thursday, we're going to have Darren Bennett from Lakeside Speedway. We're going to talk about this High Limit Series race that's going to pay 50000 to win at Lakeside Speedway, and we'll talk to Darren Bennett about that on Thursday. And then Kirk's going to hang out with us. 
you going to hang out with me until we get done with doing the Daily Show, Kurt? Sure, yeah. You I'm here to help. You don't mind doing that, do you? No. Uh-uh. It's your show, Scott. I'm just here I, to I, help I, out. Listen, it, it, it's our show. <laughs> it's going to be our show from here on out. Yeah. So uh, thanks, everybody, again, for tuning in. We appreciate it. Again, um, it's all been brought to you by Lucas Oil Products. It works. Todd Surprise doing a great job producing the show here for us. Along with my partner, Kirk Elliott, we appreciate you. And uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow right here at 12 noon Central Time on Mostly Motorsports. Again, all brought to you by Lucas Oil Products. It works. We'll see you tomorrow.